guys, this is Aaron, and I'm so glad y'all have chosen to listen to this today. A few years ago at Wesley, we addressed an issue with discipleship, and the issue was disciplers referring to the group of people that they discipled as my girls and my guys. And so when you were talking about the group of people you were discipling, you'd say, hey, these are my girls. And that doesn't really seem like a big deal, but what we noticed is when my girls or my guys turned into my girl or my guy, when you're talking about a specific person, it became less about noting a group of people that you disciple and more about claiming ownership over that person. And here's the issue that, that came about with that is, let's say you were discipling somebody and then that person went to somebody on a Wednesday night to get prayer, a, a different disciple or you know, intern or student leader. And then all of a sudden you went over to that intern or student leader and you say, hey, what were you praying with my guy or my girl about? Well, now all of a sudden it's less about you saying, hey, I disciple that person. It's actually about you claiming your territory. It's about you saying, I'm the person that invests in this person. I'm the one that, that provides spiritual guidance for their life. What were you doing talking to them? And it may not be as aggressive as I just said it, but in some way or another, what you're trying to let that person know is that they're mine, not yours. You got to pray for them once, but I meet with them on a regular basis. I'm the one spending this time and this energy praying for them and pouring into them. So I just want you to know your place and to make sure that you know mine. And it wasn't a huge deal, but we noticed a little bit that there was almost this competition where if somebody's um, DT, the person that they met with, went to get prayer from somebody else, or they went to talk to somebody else about something, it almost said to them that they weren't good enough. And so the way that they would battle that was to claim their place, was to stake their ground and make sure that everybody knew that this is the person that I disciple. This is the person that I invest in. And the truth is, as disciplers, we should be so grateful and so encouraged by the people that we meet with seeking out other people for guidance, other people for wisdom, other people for prayer. And here's why. When they do that, what we can be, um, become aware of is the fact that they're learning how to get fed one way or another, rather than becoming dependent on us. And that's the last thing we want in discipleship, is for the people that we meet with to become dependent on us. Because guess what's going to happen in a year, or two years, or three years, when they leave Wesley, they leave Athens, or, or you leave, and y'all no longer meet together, they're not going to have anybody investing in them. They're not going to have anybody to meet with, to seek guidance from, to seek advice from, or, or to get prayer from. And so we don't want to create people who are dependent on us. And, and we sure as heck don't want to, to use people so that we can feel good about ourselves. Just, just think about that for a minute, because it's really important. We should never let whether or not somebody gets advice from someone else or, or prayer from someone else dictate how we feel about ourselves. That's not the point of leadership. The point of leadership has nothing to do with us feeling good about ourselves or, or us um, being seen in some light. It is 
always 110% about the person that we're investing in, the person that we're meeting with, the person that we're ministering to. And when we claim our territory, when we stake our place in somebody else's life, it is far less about them. And it's more about ourselves. When we invite someone into our lives, that's about them. But, but when we claim our territory, that's really about us and our insecurities and our fears and, and us feeling like a failure and, and us trying to feel better about all that. And so we never want to get to a place in discipleship where we start using that word, my guys or my girls, as a way to, to, to claim our territory so that everybody knows that they're mine and that you can't pray for them and you can't give them advice and, and, and you can't give them wisdom or guidance because that's my job. Rather than us being so grateful that, hey, I have a place in this person's life and, and I probably don't deserve that except by the grace of God. And, and so I want to be humble and thankful for that place rather than insecure and, and fearful of losing it. Because as soon as we become fearful and insecure, we, we disconnect our, our, ourselves from, from the real place that we should be doing ministry from, which is confidence in who God is. Humility that we don't, we don't really have the ability to change anybody apart from Him. And then reliance on His grace for us to actually have something to give to these people that can change their lives. Okay, now let's take that idea of ownership and let's kind of turn the, to the other side of the coin and talk about the positive aspects of us taking ownership for the betterment of our DT's lives because we never want to claim territory or anything like that from a place of selfishness. But when we care about somebody, we're going to naturally want to take ownership of their well-being. And I think that can be a good thing. And here's what I mean by that. This past summer, I had a garden in my house. And for a while, my garden was doing really well. I was watering it every day. Um, I, was, I was trimming um, the plants as they started to produce fruits and vegetables. But then I started ne to neglect it a little bit. And after about a week of, of completely neglecting my okra, I went out and I saw all kinds of okra growing, but they had all grown too hard to really eat. And because they were so big and they, were, they weighed so much, they were beginning to weigh down the stalks. And so I got all this okra that's not edible, and then I got the stalks bending over, hitting the ground, because I wasn't taking care of it. So I tried to do better, and for about a month I did, and then things just got really busy, and I completely stopped watering the garden. And about two weeks later, everything was dead. My tomatoes, dead. My peppers, dead. My okra, dead. Now, when I went out and find, found all my, all my dead plants, I didn't call my friend and say, hey, why didn't you water my garden? Or I didn't go bang on my neighbor's door and say, hey, how could you let this happen? Because the reason that my friend or my neighbor didn't water my garden is because it's mine to care for. It's not theirs to care for. And we have to take that same mentality when it comes to the people that we've been entrusted with 
in discipleship. We have to take that same mentality towards the people that we care about. We have to consider their well-being, their spiritual growth, our responsibility. Not to the point where we put all the pressure on ourselves. Because A, we talked about this a few weeks ago, the pressure is on God to actually grow them. And B, the pressure is on them to make those choices, to take their next steps. But we have a part in this. We have a part to pray for them. We have a part to prepare for discipleships. We have a part to actually engage and be present in the midst of discipleships. And to the extent that we have a responsibility, we want to take ownership of that responsibility. We want to take ownership of that person's experience in discipleship. Because guess what? We are their discipler, not somebody else. You can't get mad when your student's not growing at somebody else of, why aren't you discipling them better? You know, why, why aren't you meeting with them and giving them advice and giving them wisdom and praying for them? Because it's not other people's responsibility. It's yours. You know, if, if one of the guys that I disciple um, is struggling with something and they're not talking about it with anybody and they're not getting prayed for, guess why? It's because I'm not talking about it with them. I'm not asking them questions. I'm not bringing it up. And then I'm not putting it on myself to be the one that's going to go to God on their behalf and ask Him to move in their life. And so, like I said earlier, we never want to, to take ownership of somebody in a way that's territorial or jealous in any way because that's about ourselves. But I think there's room in discipleship to take ownership of somebody's experience that shows how much we care about them, that shows that we understand that I've been given this person, I've been entrusted with their experience this year at Wesley. And if I don't do what I'm responsible for to make sure that they have a good experience, that nobody else will. If you're not asking them questions, if you're not giving them advice, if you're not praying for them, you can't really be sure that someone else is going to. And so you're completely leaving it up to chance and maybe a quote-unquote hope that somebody's going to invest in them and you're not taking the responsibility that, that you've been given by, by Lindsay and myself and ultimately by God. So taking that responsibility, taking ownership of your role to play in somebody else's discipleship experience is incredibly important. It shows that you care enough about them to hold yourself accountable to that. And so I just want to encourage you that in any way, shape, or form that, that you feel insecure or fearful or territorial or jealous about the people you disciple, just give that to God. Just tell Him, hey, I trust you to build this person's life, to grow them, to, to bring other people into their life, to invest in them, which ultimately is just going to make your job easier. And then if there's any area of, uh, of discipleship for you where you would say, you know what, I probably haven't taken ownership for this the way that my responsibility requires me to, just 
apologize for that to the Lord. Just say, Lord, I'm sorry for not doing that. And then just choose to do it. It, it doesn't need to be this big thing where, where you're like, I'm going to make up for it. Now I'm going to meet with them 17 times a week for the next three weeks because that would be crazy. They probably actually don't want to meet with you that much. But, but just be like, from now on, I'm going to give myself as fully as I know how to being the best discipler I can for this person because the truth is you're the only discipler they have. And that might mean that you're the only person in their life that is investing in them the way that you are. So thank y'all so much for listening. I hope y'all are doing well. If y'all ever have any thoughts or questions about anything you hear on any of these podcasts, please feel free to email us at leegrow.wesley at gmail.com. Thanks. Hope y'all are having a great day.